Good morning, traders. Let's go ahead. Let's bring on the one, the only, Joel Alcon. What's up, money, Mitch? And Dennis Dick. What's going on, guys? Official. It's official. It's official. We melt up. Melt. Yesterday, I mean, we've been kind of melting up yesterday. Yeah, you make a new all-time closing Santa high by Claus fifty handles. That's a melt up. Song, it's a, nice it's a song. melt up, isn't it? I mean, what else? I mean, this is a melt up. I don't mm -hmm. know. Oh, yeah. Tes another Tesla's definitely a melt up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you got analysts ganging up on it. It's the melt up of all melt ups here. I mean, it's been straight up for five days. Wow. All right, let me let, let me run down the index. Uh, couldn't get low enough for Cheapy Joel to buy here, and I didn't buy it on the upswing. Pre-market low, 73.50. May never trade that low again, being a little facetious here. Pre-market high, 47.97 and a quarter. I might go out on a venture here and say we hit 4,800 today. Uh, you have the IWM now trading live here. That's up 51 cents at 224.63. Uh, crude made its move yesterday and it's keeping on going up a buck 17, 76, 74. Maybe get a look at the $78 level. That's the next resistance point. Uh, gold up 950, knocking on the door again. Will it get smashed again? I don't know. 1820, big level. Uh, silver. Uh, doing its 22 to 24 thing here. Uh, that's up 25 cents at 23.24. Bad day for Bitcoin. That's down 21.55, 49,120. And uh, let's see, 192. That's how much Ethereum is down, 39.0650. And uh, just an example of a melt up. I, I know some people like to short, some people don't. But uh, I tried to short at the pre market high yesterday. And I, I, you know, I, I, it was kind of a tight stop. I mean, it was like in, out, like in, out, you know, boom. And then after that, I'm like, hey, come, you can't, you can't beat them, join them. And what a day. New all-time highs, S&P. You don't short stuff making new all-time highs. Well, it was good stocks it was in short. S&P is not one of them. <laughs> no, 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 I thought I'd try a little dip at the pre-market high, you know, bringing in a little bit lower mid-range on the session. But that wasn't the case. But Triple D, give me something that's down this morning. What, Coinbase, Bitcoin? What, what, yeah, a little yeah. bit of Bitcoin down. Yeah, Coinbase is down. Full disclosure, I, I am long Coinbase uh, still. Um there's a few things down. You got some of the vaccine makers, which you know, I think the vaccine makers are all continues to sell on rallies. They I mean, it, it, let, let's be honest here. You know, the vaccine makers against this Omicron, you, know, you can see now that they've kind of let us down. I mean, yes, they're saying it's no, 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 no. They didn't let us down. I, I think mean, so, can... I, I, I think science has let us down here. It's not really? working that great against everybody getting it. I mean, yeah, what okay. are they getting, Dennis? I mean, people aren't dying. The hospitals yeah, but that, aren't yeah, full. But let's be honest. The unvaccinated aren't dying either. So I, I the one study I said in 10 weeks is what, you know, this they need to need another booster against this thing. I just don't know. I've been pro-pro-vaccine, pro-pro-vaccine. I'm still pro-vaccine. But I'm just saying they're not working that great. I know we're, like, trying to give them so much credit because nobody's dying. But the unvaccinated aren't dying either. It's not working that great against this variant. So I just don't want to be getting a booster every 10 weeks for the rest of my life when I don't see hardly anybody even getting sick from this thing. Even the unvaccinated, a lot of them aren't getting sick either. Some are, and I'll take my chances with the vaccine. But, I mean, we've been you know, saying how good science, how much it's helped us. This, this variant came around, and... And honestly, in all honesty, I, I'm, I'm challenging how well the vaccine is really working against it. I, I, I don't. I, think I'm challenging how question. how it was, you know. And I now we're gonna. I don't want to get political. Okay, it's and not political. Get, it's about the it vaccine. is political because from the the, the the entire time with this the Omicron, I'm like, okay, well, let's see how bad it is. You know, maybe maybe it's more contagious, right? But you know less damaging and that's kind of the way it's turned out to be i mean is there any i mean people are gonna get sick okay whether it's omicron or the cold or the flu or 
whatever. I mean, you just can't go through the world. Like, you're saying science failed us because some people are getting sick right now? People are going to get sick. People are vaccinated, unvaccinated people. People are going to get sick. We don't uh, know what the situation is. I think it could be. have been a hell of a lot better. I, 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 I just, think, you know, you, you're at over 10,000 cases a day in Ontario right now. Um, it, it, and originally, when we signed up and bought, and, and bought into the vaccine, I'm just going to say, originally they said, oh, you're not going to get it. And then there was these breakthrough infections. And then they changed the entire story and told us that, okay, well, it's not going to make you as sick. And I, I, I believe that. I believe that if you're vaccinated, you're not going to get quite as sick. But let's say three, you know, how, how many boosters are we going to be get, getting? I'm asking you, Joel, and you can ask Lisa this, this too. Are we going to be getting boosters the rest of our life? Like, am I going to have to get a booster? Because my mom got sick off the booster and she's yes. okay now. But, you know, she had a real rough time, you know, or, or with, the, with the second one. She didn't even get the booster yet. She's scared to get the booster because she was really in, in bed and she's got some underlying health conditions. Uh, are we going to have to get boosters? Every three, four, five, six months for the rest of her life. I want to jump in here because I I feel like I'm a perfect case. I'm I'm asking that question. I I think I'm a perfect case for this because I've gotten my second shot, but I haven't gotten my booster. The reason I haven't gotten my booster is not because I don't believe it can benefit me, but it's because I just feel I'm going to have to take another booster and another booster and another booster. This is where I'm at too. I'm with Mitch. And, And so to me, I'm at the point where I'm just more wait and see right now. I know that it's dangerous, but at the same time, if I got in the second shot, I was supposed to have a certain amount of protection. I'm relying on that versus the booster. Of course, the booster can help that protection, but I still haven't seen it take away infection. It's just more strictly towards the deaf side. I think that's the focus of science. Eventually, science will get to around where it's focusing on infection rate. But for me right now, it's still the focus is just death rate. Yeah, and I don't want to die either. So, and I am fully vaccinated. Full disclosure. I'm just saying, I, I just see this going down. This like we're going to have to continue to get boosters because the variants, like, are, are they just going to stop? Is Omicron going to be the next variant? I think we can safely say it's highly unlikely that Omicron is going to be the next variant, and it is so rampant, it is everywhere. There could be two, three more variants just popping out at us over no, out of nowhere here because it's in the mutations that these variants come. So as it's copying and it's copying like crazy in the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, I just think, you know, what if the next one isn't as nice as Omicron was? Because obviously this one didn't kill a lot of people. We know it didn't kill the unvaccinated either. I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. It's helps. You know, I got my kid vaccinated. You know, a lot of people aren't getting their kids vaccinated. I got my five, my seven-year-old vaccinated. So I'm still pro-vaccination. But I just looking here now, it would be nice if, you know, like that, the vaccine would work longer than six months. It'd be nice if they could come up with something a little better that I don't have to get this shot for every single new variant. Because somebody, I just saw a study go by, I don't know if it's true or not, they were saying it's only like 10 weeks now is what they were going to say, that the, that the vaccines really start to lose their their uh, you know effectiveness. Their effect, effectiveness after 10 weeks. So they're saying six months, you still have some effectiveness, but you need to get a booster at that time. But they're saying it starts to decline after 10 weeks. I think we need to improve it. I so think the they CDC, need to improve the vaccines. CDC just did a change, though, right? I mean, now they're shortening its isolation from five days from 10 for non-symptomatic patients of COVID. What do you think about that, Dennis? I, I mean, know he's getting sick. I don't see any. I see. Okay, so here's the situation. Calgary Flames, hockey team. They all got it. There was literally 20 players out of the 23. like three players on the entire team that didn't get it. This is three weeks ago. They're all at practice right now. They were all vaccinated, which is good, but they're all at practice. They, the, the, whoever was, uh, was talking from the team, just talking about, they said they had a couple people that had mild flu symptoms. And everybody else, you know, maybe it's the vaccines working and we can say, you know, that's good, you know, if the vaccines are working that way. But I mean, they're all back at practice and they're, they're starting to say that Calgary is going to be the team to, you know, to, to reckon with here in the second half because they've all had it. They're already past it. And they're like, you know, they're not going to get it going for at least not Omicron because they've already all got it. So I think that they're lowering it because you go from 10 days to five days. They're realizing that a lot of people aren't getting that sick from this. I think they've real they've, they've lowered it. I think the original COVID was very deadly. I think, you know, Spencer Israel and we've had this conversation before. I think the one from, you know, a year and a half ago was different. I think it's just weakened itself enough that. 
it's not that deadly anymore. And maybe the next strain is going to be more deadly, but this Omicron does, doesn't appear to be hurting that many people. So I agree with it. I mean, if you're not sick, you know, and the NFL has gone to not even testing unless you're symptomatic. Is that not correct? Isn't that the way, what they've moved on to? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of kind of different sports policies changing the NFL, NBA, NHL. I definitely think the NHL has had it worse than all the others. NBA yeah. has been struggling too, pulling players from uh, the G leagues just to try to get games on versus like the NHL where they just don't have that many players where you could pull from. Uh, but let's go ahead. Let's try. Let's to I, yeah, we'll move, if I move on, if we can move on after this, Dennis, you could say something. I don't remember Pfizer saying that, uh, you know, that it that you would not get the disease with your vaccine. Well, I, what, I, I, don't, re- I don't remember. I don't remember that being said. Infections. I mean, anyways, I'm just saying these vaccine makers, which have all rallied significantly on their vaccines, are selling off because people are, are you know, not, you know, they're, they're selling off here because I think the vaccines need to become more effective. So I think people are saying they're not going to continue to get a shot every six, eight, ten weeks or every six months. So I think that's why they're selling off, and that's why I don't want to own the vaccine makers. So bringing it all the way back, the big circle here, why Novavax is selling off, and they've never – they're just finally getting their first one way, way late to the party. But Moderna is obviously sold off. BAN, BNTX sold off significantly here. I think if you're banking – that, well, these things are just going to keep pumping out vaccines and we're all going to get vaccinated every six months. I don't think that the general public is, in, like I'm with Mitch, I don't think the general public's going to accept getting a COVID vaccine every six months. I think a lot of people are going to say no to that. So I think, you know, where we're, maybe people are pricing in the, the bullish that, oh, this, we're going to get a vaccine every six months for the rest of our lives. And this is going to be a continued revenue. Do you get a flu vaccine every year? I don't. No, I don't. Um, sometimes. I pass on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, flu don't kill you. But if, I'll if, tell you if one COVID thing, goes to a point where it's not killing anybody, then, you know, it's going to be a different story, too. So I'm not we're not taking away from the science, Joel. Do you okay. not think that these vaccine makers are selling off for a reason here? We've got a pandemic going on everywhere. This thing is spreading and the vaccine makers are getting killed. There's a reason for that. And I'm well, trying to justify the reason Apple, that the general it, public doesn't want to get a booster every single. What about? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Pfizer here. I Pfizer's, mean, that's what, Pfizer is not the, the one to look at because it's got so many other things in there, Joel. Pfizer, right. this is a this is a, a a little small piece for Pfizer. It's the ones that are leading on this are Moderna, BNTX, because they're all in. BNTX, Moderna, and Novavax are all in. This is their one trick pony. Moderna, we know, is working some other stuff, some better flu vaccines. That's why I've always kind of liked that one. But those have sold off substantially. So, you know, again, we're moving it away from we're, we're pissing the chat off. So we're start, but we're trying to bring it back. <laughs> they piss yeah, us off all the time. I'll bring you back. Let's go ahead. Let's get into Stop. Apple, guys. No, I, no but uh, what do you think about the vaccine makers? We haven't well, got an is... opinion on it. Would you buy them then, Joel? If we're going to get a booster every six months, they're probably all screaming buy. I, I bought Pfizer, and I bought it for other reasons. I, I have a touch one. of the Would other Would you ones. buy BNTX or Novavax no. or nope. Moderna right now? Why no. not? If you think, you know, that we're just going to get a boost. Because they were crap companies to begin with, and it's just the hype of the market and the vaccine. They didn't go up for – they went up just because of the momentum and the machines and Reddit. It just juiced those stocks. They they were – if you look at them before in the past, they were crap stocks, and they're crap stocks now. So, no, I wouldn't buy them back then, and I wouldn't buy them now. Honestly, I'm on both sides. I wouldn't buy them, but at the same time, I understand why Dennis is looking at them. Because of the the booster shots that could come out, but at the same time, what if no one takes them? If we're going to get a booster every six months, those things are buys. I'll say that. What if no but one? Takes I don't the booster think a lot anymore. of people are going to get the booster every six months. We'll see what happens, guys. Let's get into Apple. That's, Apple that, here that's closing. Why I'm laying off on those. Apple closed twelve of their New York stores um, due to the spread of Omicron, and that's just inside traffic. Of course, you could still do pickups and kind of online, but inside. The store traffic has been closed. Um, this shows a little bit more kind of concern in New York. You know, New York was, of course, kind of the state that really kind of brought the pandemic to the eyes of everybody. Um, so what are you thinking now that Apple kind of closes some stores here? And I mean, all time. They'll buy the stuff and- online. It's not a big deal. 
Yeah, it's a store. And the, and the and seriously, I think the market is looking past the pandemic. I mean, if this, if again, it, it is important to talk about this for the simple reason that we're traders. If Omicron was killing people right now, this market would not be at all-time highs. Exactly. Do you agree with that, Joel? If, if there oh. was unvaccinated dying from this right now, this market would not be at all-time highs. We got lucky that the Omicron variant, Omicron, Omicron, they make fun of the way I say it, I guess Omicron. I no end, no end. No I know, end. I keep saying because Omnicon. <laughs> I can't, the stock is the stock. <laughs> I've said OMC, Omnicom, for years, trading it. <laughs> That's so dang close. <laughs> so it's Omni, Omni, without the end, Cron isn't killing people so that's why the market is looking past it so i know we have a reopening trade that's been on pause i would argue to buy the reopening trade as well because i do think we're going to peak some of the doctors have said we're going to peak on these in cases in january if nobody's dying from it maybe we're going to look past this you know at least this variant you know there's going to be another variant coming down the road but maybe we're going to get past this one um you know where a lot of people aren't going to die and i think that some of these stocks are buys. I think some of these reopening stocks that have been put on pause are buys. Great, great segue, Mitch. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know. He went right into <laughs> closing a store because of the virus. But the virus is everywhere. So and next, next, we're going to get uh, uh, get that CDC headline ready. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, well. <laughs> for Apple, uh, good day yesterday. It was a little late to the party. I, I have a level for you to look at. It's uh, 181 at quarters, the pre-market high. 181.14 uh, is a daily high as well. So you got a little confusion. Fluence there, all-time high, which we could see today is 182.13. So if you're looking for a short-term resistance point, there it is. And minor support at the close in Apple. That closing price from we're up 35 cents. So 180.33. That could be it. That could be its all-time closing high. So keep an eye on that as well. Guys, guys, there's not that much news out there today, so we'll just keep going through. Um, I'm trying to bring you guys the catalyst out there, but uh, really, I mean, the well, Apple news talk, is kind of like the top news the of the day. Market. Let's go to Tesla. Yeah, let's go to Tesla. I was going to talk Tesla at the end, but let's, let's just go to it now. But it applies to everything. Because All right, we so let me at in... least give you what I got from Webbush. Yeah. Um, so Tesla said that uh, Webbush said that Tesla could rise 30% in the next year due to China demand. Um, so pretty much analyst Daniel Ives wrote in a note, he expects component shortage to ease next year, allowing Tesla to better meet growing demand in China, while new factories in Austin, Texas, and Berlin should alleviate the global production bottlenecks. Um, he also reiterated his price target of 1400 and estimated that China's deliveries would represent 40% of the EV acres uh, in 2022, so the revenue. I wouldn't have chased it yesterday. I won't chase it today for the simple reason I don't like chasing. I'll just say I missed it. But on a pullback, if you got a sudden pullback on a headline or anything down to that $1,000 area, I I think you got to be a buyer, Tesla, again. I mean, Joel, I know you're still long this. This has been got to be one of your best holds ever i mean you know this stock you know it's just been a monster you've ridden the whole entire thing are you thinking about lightning any no up it's just... small no it's 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 a small position and i'm not, I'm Mark, not it's become a big right. position probably it started as a small position <laughs> Yeah. Let's look at yesterday's high. I mean, it did. It hasn't taken that out in the pre-market yet, so that's that's a little bit interesting to me. Yesterday's high was eleven seventeen. You poked another high at eleven thirteen. So I, you know, you got to give it two star resistance just because you haven't taken it out. And then it's wide open over eleven fifty. Uh, another pair of highs, right? Let's just call it split at eleven seventy. That'd be a big move, but first things first, let's get through uh let's get through the previous day's high in Tesla at eleven seventeen. And I don't know, I mean you're buying it off this price target. I mean, I, I you're chasing here a little bit, but if you want to play it close to the belt, use well the close is way down at ten ninety three. So I look at that as support today. Well, I think this is all about the chip shortage, right? What's going to happen with chip shortage next year? Um, AutoNation in October talked about how they expected to still see new car shortages. I mean, they only had 5,000 cars in their inventory when normally they have 50 
thousand cars. Just to put that in perspective, that's AutoNation. Um, even though AutoNation um, didn't have as many cars, they actually made more money because of the margins that had been increased in used vehicles. Um, so just to kind of bring in AutoNation. And then if we take a look, Ford, Ford is actually breaking out. Um, Again, yeah. If take a look. I like that chart. Um, I still think it's really the strong. EV play. I mean, I, yeah. like the value EV play. So we'll say that. Obviously, Tesla has been the EV play of EV plays. But the value EV play, I'm still long for it. I'm still holding for it. I've owned it since 7 bucks. When I said it was a sneaky EV play, it's it's tripled for me now. Um, almost tripled anyways. I don't – it's still cheap. So it was cheap at 7 It was cheap at 15 It's cheap at 2080 And I think that the F-150 is going to be the best-selling electric vehicle ever. And I'm sticking with that. F-150 is the number one selling vehicle. I think that electric F-150 is going to sell like crazy. I think Ford is the sneaky EV play. I think they figured it out. I think it's going to break out. I think Ford could eventually be a $30 stock. I'm sticking with it. And uh, I think it surpassed GM and market cap yesterday. I thought I saw that somewhere. Uh, I'd buy GM on pullbacks too, though, because I think all the majors, I think... There is supply chain issues, to your point. The chip shortage isn't just going away suddenly, so that's always going to be an issue here for at least the, the foreseeable future. I think you've got a number of you know reasons for that, but I don't think that that issue is gone. Some people are saying it's going to be, you know, the supply chain issues are all going to go away next year, early next year. I don't believe that. I think you got labor shortages and in industries across the board. People want to be paid more money. Inflation's obviously, uh, uh, you know, a reason for that. People are saying I'm paying more for stuff. I want to be paid more. But, you know, there's other, you know, shipping and all the other stuff behind it as well. So I'm not, that's the only thing that's holding these stocks back to a certain extent is I think they could be blowing it away in sales, but they simply don't have the trucks to sell. So, which is a good problem to have. I mean, the demand is there. And people have changed their mindset a little bit permanently where they're not afraid to spend money. This has always been, you know, there's obviously always going to be outliers out there, but the average person that was saving for a rainy day has realized through a two-year pandemic that that rainy day may never come and maybe I should be spending a little bit more today. So the average consumer is willing to spend more than they were prior to the pandemic. And that is good for all businesses. That is good for the S&P. And that's going to be a driver going forward if people aren't afraid to spend. Is it good, you know, for the overall, um, you know, situation of (laughs) debt? Because people are taking on more debt. I'm not sure about that. But I'll tell you, people are willing to spend. Demand is there for everything. All right. Go ahead, Mitch. One thing I did see is uh, Lucid recovering an important level yesterday. So keep your eyes on Lucid today. Um, I think it has an important support right underneath it. It keeps kind of wicking through there. And then closing above it, yeah. showing me that that support is holding. But it's really important. You can see it on the daily chart here, just standing out. Yeah, it does. It uh, came down just on under uh, under 36 bucks, kissed 35. That was a level back in early November. I think you get back over 40 and you get uh, you get people uh, having to buy, you know, into a rising market as opposed to, just getting slapped on bids. And then someone asked about uh, NIO. Uh, same thing. A big sell-off from 44 to 28. Not a great day yesterday, but uh, a couple more lows in this area. You're risking two bucks if you're you're leaning on the low of the move there at 28. Uh, boy, oh, boy. The, the, I don't know. Tesla just seems to be so far outperforming these and Yep. Good times and bad, I guess, you know, maybe go go with the best of breed instead of I'll, I'll these say yo-yos. Neo is on my list. I'm just adding it right now for the January effect. So, again, remember, the beaten down growth names that have had a really rough 2021 could have a good couple of weeks in 2022. Again, most of these stocks I have not. Uh, I've nibbled into a couple of them, not Neo. Uh, but I don't want to be early on this trade, but come, like, Friday close – to in towards next year, I want to be long some of these names that initial oomph because I still think you're going to see a relief rally, obviously, depending on what's happening with the overall market. If the overall market's holding up, I think you're going to start to see some of these ARC names, not that Neo's one, but some of these beaten down growth tech names outperform in early January. So, not saying I'm holding these in my long term account, just saying I think you could have a good couple weeks in early January in some of these names. I think Neo is one of those. 
All right, let's have some fun here. Let's actually talk about some of those stocks, those 2022 stocks that you could be looking into yeah, next yeah. week because it's an important thing. You know, next week, you know, the first starts, you know, a lot of the bigger investors will be looking to get back into the market. Um, we'll be seeing what happens with these certain stocks, but uh, there's certain stocks that I'm definitely keeping on watch. I'm going to bring up two here and then you guys can do some in the chat. I'll bring them up if, you know, if I feel they're uh, good growth stocks. Let's talk about, uh, DraftKings and Penn. Those are two that I'm thinking about taking a shot at, into next year. I think so too. You know why? I think I can see, you know, the NHL has been getting hammered. Maybe I have the hockey vision glasses on, but a lot of the players have got it. And you know what? Those players aren't probably going to get, you know, hopefully they're not going to get the next variant, but they're definitely not going to get the variant that they just got. So it makes me think that or, you know, if we start to peak in cases, maybe sports get a little bit going here. Like, we don't we miss the Olympics, which really sucks, you know, from, from a hockey perspective. But, I mean, I think, you know, if we get into, you know, February, I think a lot of the sports is going to be maybe cooking back to normal. And if that's the case, people are going to be like, yeah, man. Like, right now, it sucks because, you know, and from an NHL perspective, like, 100 games canceled. And you're like, okay, well, this game, it's hard to get into it when they're, okay, well, they're postponing this game. And they postponed three more yesterday. And you're like, well, it's it sucks. But I think if we start to get past this variant, which I think we're going to late January, I think DraftKings, and it's the pure play on sports betting, maybe gets the relief pop too. So I kind of like this going in for a setup for a January effect. Similar, like I said, with Peloton, which, you know, I, I'm glad I'm not early. I haven't gotten in it yet and had a rough day yesterday. But again, still holding those lows. And I think you're going to see that January effect in DKNG as well. So I'm hoping for it anyways. And I've got it on my list. If it's not on my list, I'm looking right now. And I can list this list off to you, but it's all these same names. You kind of know them. I put you DKNG want, on there too. Just yeah, there. yeah. you want to hear a, a funny uh, funny thing that uh, Lisa said. I uh, I do mention Peloton every every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And I said, where do you, where do you think uh, Peloton's at? Oh, she doesn't look at the prices. It, no, she won't. <laughs> And she goes, 20. And I go, I go, no. I go, it's 37. She goes, oh, good. It's up. It's up. It's up from the, what, the 20. It's from up the $20 from... price you originally bought it at. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh. She's like, well, she holds forever. She wore This is a bad there. one, though. No. This is a bad one. This, this is a true diamond hand, hand, Lisa. I'm like, I don't understand that one. It's up. It's up low the boat. Um, you know, you guys, you guys have been pumping the DraftKings and the Pen since like eighty bucks, and uh, the Pen since eighty. Pen, the DraftKings, and you and Sean Udall. Come on, you tried to buy it at forty. Scott stopped out. You tried to buy it at thirty-five. You guys are trying to. I don't know where sports gambling is going. I think people are more interested in the stock market, and they listen to pre-market prep. And I think sports betting. I mean, you guys can keep, doubt that. You, there, there are more people interested in the market. You know a lot more people are interested in the market than sports betting. So, Joel, you know why I don't think so? Why? Because look at what the new generations into. The new generations into cryptocurrency, NFTs, and specs. What are these? Lotto tickets, baby. We want yeah, lotto, lotto tickets. We don't want ten percent. Yeah, but they, yeah, they're a lotto they, they ticket. Like they're the like lotto never pays. That's the I mean, thing that you need to, we, we all need to learn consistency, but at the same time, we're looking for those big boy gains and the big boy gains sometimes just big boy games. Like, market. yeah, the, the over unders, you know, I mean, it's just so, I mean, stocks are random and there's random movies, but in sporting events, cool. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just so many, you know, you give 11, the team's up 14, and they, they, you know, and with three seconds to go, they let the other team score a touchdown. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah, when you're playing just, the spreads. Yeah, you're playing yeah. the spreads. And money the money like, oh, we lost, but they really won. But the yeah, like, you know, you, you don't know what the hell you cheered for. I just want my team hey. to win by one. Dolphins, I just want Michigan baby. to win. Well, they're getting seven and a half, but I'm not taking a seven and a half. I want to. I don't care. I want to win by one point. That's what I want. In sports. All right, let's take a look here. We got a super sticker from Matt Miller about H O F V. I remember you guys. Um, this is one you guys talked about as a sport. Um, Wasn't I actually talked? Yeah, 
I talked to the CEO. So pretty much this is the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, it's a center and one of the doing, they're growing to uh, have a water park, hotels. They're trying to make it in a full experience. So if you go- We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today to the hall of fame you can have different things you can do one day you can spend it at the water park one day you can spend it at the hall of fame another day you can just do the shopping and the dining that's what they're trying to do they're trying to do a full experience here um do i believe uh, it uh as you can tell i think wall street has said it if you buy it at a buck 63 the most you can lose is a buck 63 it's it's a call option when you're buying any stock for a dollar it's basically a call option if it gets over 180, it's probably going to do it in a blink of an eye. And, you know, that's some resistance. That's and, all I and have. And you could get one. the January effect on something like this too, but I'd rather buy the January effect on a lot more the more widely known names. Now, one thing to benefit them, and that was mentioned by the super sticker. Um, so thank you for bringing in the information, Matt Miller. So pretty much they got a sports book license. I know they were going after this for a while because they want to be able to do a little sports betting at the event also right and and kind of push people towards that so that's kind of the next move ohio's governor signed uh so they could have that sports books license so that could help them get off the ground we'll see what happens hey dennis look at if you would you rather own charles schwab or DraftKings? oh long term probably just the the majors so DraftKings would just be a trade for me at this point the valuations have just never been there to really go all in and say DraftKings go in the long-term portfolio. It's never touched my long-term portfolio. I have 10 mm-hmm. in the long-term portfolio because valuation wasn't crazy. They got the physical casinos, which was a mistake. I'll say right now my pen, you know, and I bought it at $75 three months ago, whatever it was, was obviously, not even two months ago, was obviously a mistake. Uh, that 70 support was going to hold. I should have sold it. I did sell half of it when it broke it, but it broke it so fast. So, you know, and it was a long-term, in the long-term portfolio, I sold the trade portion of it. I kept the long-term portion of it. I shouldn't have. But, you know, with that being said, do I think there's an opportunity for these stocks to rally in January again? I yeah. think so. Okay. I've been preaching that. I mean, I've been preaching this January effect here for a better part of three, four days now. Um, again, trying to get the timing down. That's why I'm not, you know, I'm long pen from before, so I'm going to stick with that one. But. You know, I've got the whole list going, and, you know, a lot of these names, DraftKings and the pen would be on that list as well. I got a spread, uh, a double-leg spread. Buy Schwab and Interactive Brokers and short DraftKings and Penn. <laughs> you know what? Long-term, you probably – Interactive Brokers, I love that company. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, look at those trade with it. Well, and I mean, they've just always had to figure it out. I mean, yes, the user platform may be not as user-friendly, but it's got all the bells and whistles that, you know – obviously a regular prop account would have so i mean you can do everything interactive brokers pretty much uh that you want to do i mean you control your routing you can do all that stuff so i've always liked ibk you ever had you ever i've always had liked Caterfee too have you ever had the stock um close because of uh because it has covid 
They didn't even they didn't close the markets in, well, the, in, the, in the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, with sporting events, now these guys got a layoff. They don't Joel's practice for sports. two weeks. He's done with sports. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we beat Ohio State. That's I all mean, that matters. What else Joel's do I done. need? I'm retiring a champion. You're not putting a He's bet on Friday? You're not putting a bet on Friday, baby? And, and just one last thing, I got a stat for you, Dennis. 84% of the people in the hospital are unvaccinated, and 99% on ventilators are unvaccinated. So, you know, vaccine, if you think those are statistics, if that, if you think that science is failing us, there's there's some statistics. Okay, so All right, I'll retract guys. the science is failing us. They bring it right back to that conversation. But science, <laughs> I, I, I just mean we're two years in here. I don't know why we need a booster every six months. Can't they come up with something better? We get the shot. And we need Fari. Well, I got a Let's, booster for us. His, yeah, name, we is got Fari. A Fari His name is Fari, and he's got to come on. Let's go ahead. Let's bring him on here. You guys have him, Fari. Humzy, Hello, boys and girls. Of Humzy Analytics. Guys, check this guy Fari, out. If you guys booster, have seen him. Audio check. Audio check. Audio video check first. <laughs> we want to know, if, have you got your booster? Did you get your booster? Of course. Are you I, I get one money for it. Are you Senor. happy to get one every six months? May I say something? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I made some money for some docs. Do you think they're gonna make? Sh- they're not gonna take care of me? I get house calls. <laughs> I got my booster right here, Jack. They come get you. Of course. You your own money. Have you seen what our system has done? Between 50 70 percent a month. You're they killed for that. So all your doctors it's come right. Remember Pat Hagen in Godfather, the Consigliere? That's what these guys are. They take care of me. He gets the good stuff. Fari gets the good yeah. stuff and the good Murray, training. you got to do that. He's the watch commander. What do you expect? How's uh, Captain Tico? How's uh, Captain Tico? Admiral. Admiral. Remember Admiral Tico rank. now. Salute the rank, not the man. Okay? So, uh, hold on. Let me see. <laughs> can I get share some uh, screen here? Of course you can. Go All ahead. Right, guys. Thank you. Um, uh, by the way, I didn't get a link for my flock. So, uh, just so you know, for next time. All right. Uh, we'll I get a regular link out there for free market. Okay. How do I share? Uh, there should be a plus button yes, down at yes, the bottom. Yes, yes, Sorry. You guys change, uh, what do you call it? Platforms like I change underwear. What's going hey, on? You know, whatever <laughs> works, right? Sometimes you got to flip it inside out. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Go <laughs> show these tips again. What am I doing? Share the screen. No. Yes, sir. Okay, there we go. Are we good here? Just here, here we go. You see that? There we go. Okay. Got it on. Okay. Again, we've been long from November 26th. There was a time we took a pause. It was the volatility was just too much. We went flat. Uh, we, uh, we were short. We were wrong. And we were wrong. We covered. We sat there. I did dip down. We went long. And uh, that was that. So it took off. Here's the chart here. You can see. And uh, three sigma is uh, 48.54. Listen, uh, that, that tells me about 900, 4,900 now. Now, you tell me, because remember, as it moves up, the, what do you call it? the Sigma channel is going to also move up. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys are very familiar with this. Yeah. I've been preaching the same story for about 10 years now, yeah. and uh, maybe more. But So at 4,900, the question becomes this. Do we go to 5,000 or not? I think we will. I think we will. Here's the reason. Economy is very good. Don't look at headline numbers. They fool you. Look at what the, the, the BLS, for example, is showing. The devil is in the details. You can dig into their reports. You can see what's happening with manufacturing, what's happening with construction, what's happening with healthcare. Um, yeah, we're getting some bumps, but net-net, especially revisions. Look at revisions. Forget headlines. Headlines is now. We know these time series are noisy. Statistically, you got to go back and say, Hey, what did you do? For, I'm looking at December reports. That's November. I want to see what happened in September, what happened in October. Those, those numbers are solid because now they have revisions. As you look at those data, if you plot the revisions, we're doing good. Not too bad. Let me go to another issue. Uh, uh, those bond guys. Hey, inflation, inflation, inflation. Hey, hey, hold on. <laughs> we want PTM. Trailing 12 months. We moved the goalpost last year because we were in the toilet. Food, and we're getting, as Cypher would call, double flush, okay, a courtesy flush, because we were disinflated last year. We had a disaster here. So if you move the goalpost that, that low, obviously we have a huge inflation right now. Now, and this is this is acceptable. We have to have this because of pent up demand. Mm-hmm. We're talking six months where we are. 
the economy is better where we are. The health. I'm a worker. I'm a car. It's tough. I understand that. Okay. I am very cautious about it because I'm psoriasis, so I gotta watch that. But yeah, even Tico is wearing a mask. So I'll tell you something. And he's a recovering Trump kid so, from Alabama. <laughs> That's my two cents. My two shekels. I want to ask yes, you, Fari. So, yes, as far as the Sigma channels go, on like the like the upside here, and I know that you know the way you work it with the higher the market goes, where. How are we compared on the upside here for developing new signal channels to where we were on the downside? Now, I know it's a lot different because it was just yeah. such a, you know, that March, April question. low. I just wanted to compare the expansion right. of the, you know, uh, of the signal channels. Okay. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Hold on. Let me explain. Here, let's go to uh, weekly. When, when in doubting daily, what do we do? We shift back, right? Come back one delta, delta time higher. So now go to weekly. This is the uh, this is the March, uh, February to March drop of last year, and uh, that's how the Tico killed it. I mean, that when he went short, nobody believed we should go short, and he gave two words to you guys. Remember Tico? He said, "Chemical reagents." I've said in many interviews, "Chemical reagents." Why? Because CDC admitted we don't have enough. That means we don't have testing. Guess what? We still have testing problems, don't we? I know. Two years later, we have a testing nope. problem. What's with exactly. that? Yeah. What is because, you know what happens? EPA. We ship the, all the those kind of chemical-type industries. We still have Dowier. We still have Chevron. All these chemical plants we have. But those are so dirty, we ship them out. Guess what? China. When he heard that, Admiral said, Daddy, we got to short this sucker. And we're at all-time high. Long story. But now look what happened. I'm giving you an example here. I'm not trying to go back to talk about nostalgia. But But... To your point, Joel, look how it's behaved. On the downside, we hit three sigma or or more, maybe four sigma. Okay. On the upside, uh, and this is weekly though. On the upside, you only get to two. If you go back and look at these, oh, that's a little busy. Hold on, let me let me walk you through like this. You could see a lot of three sigma hits, but never we get three sigma on top. So <laughs> that would be now that only happens if it happens. It's very very. Uh, 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 unique, very rare, and most likely, everybody and his brother says, I got to take some profit. Profit taking comes in. It's not that people are trying to short up there. Nobody's got guts up there to short, even when the market gets that strong. But so I would look for, look at how many touches we had on negative three sigma. I got to get long. This is a flush. All the weak longs are getting thrown out. They have no idea what they hit them. It's a, a trade, a trade, a freight trade that hit them. I said me on the upside. Now, except we gotta really be cautious at two plus sigma two plus. So we're at that edge right now. And now I go overnight and see we're up what another fifteen handles on the on the let's see on the S and P's. Let me take a look here on the futures. Uh, where's my chart there? Hold on. There we go. Yeah. Okay. We're up 12, 12 and a half right now. We peeled peel back and seventy four on NAS. I like to look at the percentages as we all should. And we slowed down a little bit on Russell. It's 0.2%. But uh, we had almost half a percent on, SM, on NAS and a uh, quarter percent on uh, yeah. So we're still going forward. The seasonality is very strong this time over here to the upside, especially when you have had a flush. When you get a W like that, you see that W right there? Okay. We get a flush like that. Uh, this was a very good buy. As you know, we've been very quiet on my, uh, PMT. We sat back. Some people were complaining, saying, hey, if I, I'm going to try I said, listen, this is the Navy sailor. We don't work on quotas. I'm going to have these targets lined up. I'm not shooting that missile or that uh, uh, harpoon uh, uh, or uh, what do you call it? Uh, I forget. Torpedo. I'm not wasting a torpedo if I'm not set up. We bought here. Okay? I'm, I, we underestimate the strength, by the way. To be told, we understand. So we got out a little bit early, but look at the run. I know some of my trades did not get out. They said, Fatty, you didn't do it here. You were a little cautious. We're not going to be as cautious as you. This is a good trade. We're going to sit there. Hey, hey, the right blossom, more power to them. You know, I, I can't win them all, but this is a pretty good chunk we took up. So now, what about, 
So we've what, had a I, new, we made a new high here on the S&P yesterday. We're, We're making new all-time high highs here again. Do you just do, remain full, long, and strong, or are you booking profits into this party? How are uh, you playing it? Well, I'm not in the stocks, as you know. I'm day trading. Yeah. And then with the NQ system, it trades for itself. So this becomes, as we get it, here's our challenge. What that system is trying to do, it doesn't trade on Wednesdays. It's, an op- it's called opening range breakout. It trades very well on Monday and Fridays. Now, why? Mondays, you have mega merger Mondays, right? Mm-hmm. On Fridays, you have non-farm. Not every Friday, but every, you know, on that cycle. You have non-farm. You have expiration. So they ha- ha- work very heavy. It doesn't trade on Wednesdays because the E of X, the estimated return for the system, if only trade Wednesdays, are, is negative. So we eliminate that. But one, because it's opening range. It needs the opening range. It is a, coming to a breakout and it buys the top, sells the bottom. Okay? One day, December 3rd, I think it was. Is that the, is that what the last non-farm we had? Yes. December 3rd, it returned 88% in two hours. It only trades two hours. We have not finished the second part of the system, which is afternoon. Why do I need that? For not for FOMC. I need for Wednesday FOMC. I don't have a system there yet. We're almost there. We're working on that. Now, our challenge becomes the following. No, we don't trade stocks. We trade stock index futures. We trade some options. Now, derivatives, you know, that's my background. So, and a lot of, a lot of work on volatility, as you, I used to teach at SIBO. So what I'm trying to do is this. What's my challenge in the morning when I already have gapped up? Or already gapped down. Are you with me, Dennis? Well, you already gapped up and gapped down. The concept of ORB, open range uh, uh, breakout. What time frame do you use for that? Pardon me? What time frame do you use for your opening range oh, breakout? Three minutes. Okay. Because we, we did a lot of back testing on the indicators themselves. This this journey started two years ago. We were very hush hush about it. We finished some uh, interesting indicators. We back tested on those. Once we were done with that, then we said, okay, let's do it for options. Once the options finished, we said, why don't we do it for futures? Now, we didn't know what task we were undertaking. That was huge. My East, here's, here's one of the, Joel, you remember this. Here's CI. You and I talked about CI along with Sigma Challenge many, many times. This code, I went back to look at, was written in 2002. It's nine lines. One, two, three, five, six, seven, nine lines, right? The system is, uh, 680 lines right now. All in the same platform. Easy language. You know, trade session. 680 lines. It has something like 15 exits. It is math. Our stress point is money management. Why? Because I've made some mistakes. I've learned my... i burned my hand too many times myself. So I said, you know, Fire, you're no good. Let's let the system take over. And no emotions. Yes, it's are my indicators. And I bought an AI uh, uh, programmer who understands trade session. Because the key here, guys, a lesson to all the transition users and those who are listening. When you're trading, indicators is one thing. You're clicking. You're clicking buy here, sell there. When you let the machine do that, you have to understand how the, uh, uh, the clearing engine of transition sitting in Aurora against the matching engine of uh, Globex, how that operates. If you don't get that wrong, you always won't go up. So three minutes works for us, uh, Joel, and it works two and a half hours. Six uh, nine forty-five gives a signal at two at twelve fifteen is done. All right. The company goes away. We take the launch off. The new system comes over when it gets ready. It'll trade the afternoon. Fari, now I see two uh, breath indicators here. Um, yes. And why do you use these two specifically? So they're the same. They're the same, just different market. One mm-hmm. is SPX, one is Nasdaq, but. Uh, it's a, just a different way of looking at the data because no one indicator is always going to tell you what to do. Historically, uh, that, very good question, Mitch. But historically, you cannot be relying on one indicator, but you can have five, six, seven of them. Then they're, they're correlated. Becomes correlated, you're looking at the same picture, it's slightly different. Uh, this, the, the breadth thrust came from uh, uh, my good friend Jason Gopfert, sentiment trader, very, very smart guy. And uh, uh, he shared the code with me. I just wrote it in PlayStation because it's not a PlayStation guy. This was McClellan Oscillator, and I was a student of Sean McClellan himself. I used to actually learn a lot from his wife who wrote the code. She's passed away, Miriam. She was she was part of my user group. And he, he and she were part of my user group at UCLA when I first started. I mean, at uh, Los Angeles when I first started. Uh, this has a little bit of noise in it. This is a little bit cleaner. But, they, uh, but you could see pretty much the same data. 
we might could be off one day. Okay. But I what I like to do is this. This is less used. The Indian Canada system is less used, has more power. The more you use the system, it becomes diluted. Okay. And also I'm looking for very sharp moves like this one. This is not a sharp move. Mm -hmm. I want to see from one limit to the other how fast the rate of climb. Think of it, this is F15 taking off. This is like F4. It's heavy and slow, but phantom. This is the eagle. It is really taking off. Those gives me a different sense of what, what I'm supposed to do. Agree. Um, so the last question I have is, how do you see the market breadth right now overall? Um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of the stocks. I think it's like 59% under the SMA 200. So how are you seeing it out there, Fari? Good, good. Very good question. I'm going to share you a data that's not mine. As you can see the stock charts. Bring it over. This app's used many, many years. Uh, as again, I'm a type who would not uh, change my indicators once I know they're working. Let me see what the uh, one, two, three. Okay, good. Where are you looking to uh, buy a new this chair? This is what I'm using. <laughs> you can get on a stock chart. A targeted oh, advertising here, Fari. You must be looking to buy a new chair. Uh, no, 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 no. I've been looking around. I'm going to get a <laughs> they know. They know. share supplier, and he, she's saying, Go and find something. I'll go get it for you at my price. Well. <laughs> every, uh, I don't have extra time. What, what's the what's the savings? Hundred bucks? Give me a break. <laughs> That's a piss. Oh, fire. they know what you're money. looking for, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you better clear those cookies out next time you come on. Exactly. So anyhow, yeah, they keep on hitting this stuff. Anyhow, but look at this line. This is what I'm trying to get to. This is a percentage of stocks above 200 day. I was really alarmed here. What's happening down here is. We're, the big boys are hiding in their fang neck, basically. Mm. Why? Better management, better balance sheets, better uh, products. Prove it. And so they would, if there's any shake, they would, they would hang it better. They shake it better rather than Russell. Russell was getting his ass kicked. But we're beginning to come back up. And my line in the sand, again, if you go back to my archives of PMT, you'll see it's 55 to 45. That's it, what my demarcation zone is. 55% to 45%. Now, this comes out in the afternoon, after the close. Don't try to look it up during the day. Make sure you watch the dates. Otherwise, you're looking at yesterday's data. Minutia doesn't change much, but look at the shape it had. Now, look at the, I've said that, first of all, use 20 and 50 MA. Don't use 10 and 20, they're too close. But look at the separation between those two lines. Because I'm a mathematician by background, okay? I'm physics and math. So look at those separations. Those separations tell you a story. Right now, we're moving up too fast. That means that there are more participation coming in in other names. Before, we were hiding in Fang. That was scary. Okay. So you're starting to see a little bit of comeback. So that, that's what yes, I've been seeing too. I've been mm -hmm. focusing also on the 50, and you can see it's starting to come back. I've been looking for some of these to really start showing a little bit of strength, and then that can help us see that change from the rotation from the FANG stocks. Appreciate well, it. Like always, Far, you always kill it on, thanks, on Far. the market breath. And, I mean, we always wanted that secret sauce. Uh, if you guys haven't checked them out before and, and you haven't seen – the, all the screens, because I know I've seen that. Uh, I love that look, Fari. I definitely one day wish to come to the office and see how you run things, because it, it definitely is the watch. You, you write me a check. No problem. We only charge six thousand an hour. Only, only. What yeah, about yeah. A, what, uh, what about a security check? Well, that's the whole thing. My current investors, <laughs> as you know, I run a boutique hedge fund. Are not insistent, and they want. They said no more money until you remove your address. No, I can't pay Doge. You cannot display where you are. Now, because I have a pub, I publish a newsletter, I have to. So we try and come up with a compromise. They're panicking about the actually the the the, the picture being there. So. Well, oh, there you guys own. have it. Definitely check out Hanzi Analytics, guys. Uh, if you guys thank you guys. Happy New Year, Fari. Happy New Year. Appreciate it, Fari. What are you doing right, over guys. there, Triple D? Did we see? Uh, I mean, I don't want to say we're selling off. But Oof. we sold off a few handles. You see anything in uh, in balance land there? Let's go Protecting check it out. Let's go get some information here for you guys. And balance land is looking like it's small. No, there's small. Nothing. Visa forty four thousand to sell. AT and T two hundred and fifty thousand to sell. I still think AT and T is a nice twenty five. Uh, even the candle yesterday, a little sneak up, um, and then back down through it. Uh, what is that? The girl Morales will cut through the twenty five. Oh yeah, we're going to twenty six. Oh no, we're not. I think AT&T is a sell. 
Um, GE. I know. I'm waiting to, to set you up on this one. I knew. I knew not to take you yesterday. You gonna do it bad? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I, I know exactly uh, where I'm gonna make the bet too. All right. I'm, I'm bearish AT and T, so I'll make it bet with you. Anytime. You've been right for a long time. Wow. Uh, I've been wrong the last three, three, four. Oh, hey, can we give people the arc update there? Everyone was in a tizzy because uh, Kathy uh, sold some stocks. Kathy sold. She only sold stocks yesterday, but you got to read the fine print. So she sold like a piece of like everything yesterday. They're like, is Kathy liquidating? She's not liquidating. All is if you look right on the arc email, I'm going to read it from you. It says, notice all transaction activity today was for purposes of raising cash for the 2021 annual etf distribution the cash raise activity has been completed so it was not that she's she's just raising cash for that distribution so nothing to see here that's a big nothing burger i just All solved right, guys, the mystery for you guys you guys throw up some stocks in the chat i'm seeing crsr being mentioned by v harris that's an interesting one for next year um you know it's been pulling back but I love the, name. the list. I really do love the name. Um, I, I know think they had like advantages for a while. Yeah. yeah remember it, when I called it IPO? <laughs> I, I, that was the IPO. I'm still missing. Uh, but it almost come back to IPO price. Maybe wow, I should have got to 20. Huh? What's, is it, what's the valuation on this puppy CRSR? Because it's got to be starting to get into wow. like, do they make money? CRSR uh, I, make I money? can tell you they have competitive advantages. At least that I can tell you for sure. You could you could see it's been killed. It's going to be a tax loss selling candidate here, and it probably has been under pressure from tax loss selling here. Mm-hmm. That obviously leaves at the end of 2021. So it's a candidate to rally in early 2022. Again, all these names that I got on this list are not long-term investments. I'm just hoping for a Trades. little January pop in some of these beaten down names. Well, the good news is there's a double bottom. The bad news is is it closed right there, right now, and you're trading down a nickel in the pre-market. So maybe these 2195 buyers will back off maybe to 2140, 2150. Uh, that's your next pair of lows. And then if you're looking to get this, you know, a little bit. Like when I see stocks like this, they go to 20, they go to 2260. So what, 260, 130, 2130, 2140 area. Get that on the cheap and then lean on the low of the move at 2005 on the upside. Ah, didn't even make a new high from yesterday. You can't get excited about this thing on the upside until it clears 2270. It's an interesting chart. I'll be watching that one. And also, you can take a look at Logi. Um, Logi's also been suffering. I got um, a small, small piece of Logitech that I just nibbled into. And, so that and, was, that I, was I think a it's important. Years, couple, actually, probably, I think I'm around 82 or 83 bucks. So it was somewhere in the last couple months. I got a small okay. piece, half size position. Quiet. You know, when I make those half size bets, though. Quiet. Cool. That's for yeah, sure. look at that. Look at that. A couple of rain, quiet days. Uh, keep an eye on 85.50 if you want to get excited about Logitech's this. Logitech's more of a value, like a value yeah. trade. Value tech, value. Yeah, I put in the longer-term portfolio because I want a little piece. Okay. All right. How about Values MGM are. before you get on out of here, Joe? I know you already monster. slider. We need this you. Is, this more. is held up, but this is held up very well. I mean, when you just think about what has happened, you know, to all the other casinos and you compare mm-hmm. MGM. I mean, there's not a lot of casinos. It's made a new all-time high in November. Can you believe it? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So this has been best of breed for a long, long time. It's maybe because they don't have the exposure to Macau. Maybe that's it. I'm not sure. You know, I don't obviously, you know, just, you know, it's been an outperformer for a long time. It's had a pretty good couple of days, too, because we were $40 a week and a half ago. Now we're 46 I'm going to pull back the 42 43 area. I think you want to be a buyer of MGM. Yeah, you had you had the big decline, got over 50, got down a well under 40, and now you just figure your exact halfway back here. I would look at this low, 44.52, because that was the low after the big up day. So if you're trying to lock in some profits, yesterday's low, 44.70, uh, your three-day low, 44.52. So let's hold in here and not take out those lows. I just don't like the look at that bar if you do take out that We are leaking here, thing. Joel. You yeah, I told you. Continue to leak, Joel. Gotta What's leak, going man. on? Tell me, Triple D. Got a leak. Got a leak. You're just no, got a leak. Market. It's been a heck of a run here, though. Putting it's it in perspective. Market, SPY, five trading sessions ago, ticked 451. We're basically up, what, 4.5% yeah. in five days? It's been a good run. Santa Claus is coming yeah, yeah. to town. Well, that, you know, that. That Santa Claus, they front ran Santa. They were front ran Santa Claus. 
They front in front run them all last. They week. said Santa's coming early this year. He did. He came a week early. Yeah, all right, I'm going to hop off and uh, cover the market as it completely unravels here. Uh, pre-market <laughs> high. Oh Look at this. Oh, my gosh. We're going right. Hide under right. your desk. Ah, hide under your desk. Take cover. Ah, take cover. I don't know what to say here, Mitch. I mean, hey. um, I think I'm still rating that list. I'm ta- making a list. I'm checking it twice. I'm going to find out the naughty stocks to buy that are going to be nice in January. That's what I'm playing. I'm playing. I, hear I haven't. I haven't bought the only one I bought was Macy's. I did buy Macy's. I talked about it. I bought okay. some Macy's. Um, I'm trying to think if I bought anything else um, off that list. Not really yet, but they're all there. They're all ready to go. I kind of want to buy the Baidu. I kind of want to buy the Baba. You know, just looking. But they didn't participate yesterday. So I'm glad I'm not early. Again, I, I ideally, I just want to own these things January 1st. <laughs> yeah. I want to own them like. Friday night and into the weekend, but I don't want to miss it. So I'm just watching, but I haven't seen any life really. Like they underperformed yesterday. So there's no reason to think that, okay, now's the time I got to get in these things, but I still think we're going to see a relief pop in these things in early January. Hey, thank you. Like always for your opinion. And not only that, but like always coming on here and bringing your expertise, Dennis, appreciate it. Okay. Thanks guys. See you tomorrow. All right, guys, let's go ahead. We're going to wrap up here on pre-market prep. But like always, we'll be up next on live trading with Benzinga. Yesterday, we had some great trades on live trading. Uh, short Nicola, a little scalp on Palantir. We're going to talk a little bit about some indicators, too. I heard Debbie out there tell me, uh, give me an uh, indicator that doesn't lag price. I'll talk a little bit about indicators and why I feel technical analysis can be useful Let's go ahead. We'll get into live trading. I'll see you guys there. And like always, guys, till next time, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe down below if you're not subscribed already.